Hi everyone, it's me, Elle, and welcome to episode four of the English Link podcast. Remember, if you want to study this video as a lesson on Link, the link to the lesson is in the description. So today I am joined again by Steve Kaufman. Steve, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Elle. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How was your Christmas? Well, it was uh, more limited than normal um, because of the COVID restrictions, uh, but uh, it was pleasant. Um, we were able to meet with uh, with Mark and his family sort of outside and exchange gifts and stuff. The uh, rules were uh, no uh, Christmas dinner. Uh, you know, it was like everyone under one roof. So if you've been living under one roof with someone, you were allowed to get together with them. Otherwise, even your bubble was uh, was not allowed theoretically, mm -hmm. although I'm sure a lot of people didn't necessarily follow that. But uh, yeah, so. yeah, we're past that now. Looking forward to the new year. Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, I also had Christmas with uh, my bubble. I guess it's not really breaking the rules because my husband's parents, who live next door to us, mm -hmm. uh, look after mm -hmm. our son. So it, it's that's the thing. Yeah, the guidelines were kind of unclear, but but in that sense clear i guess if your caregiver is having your child on christmas eve i think it's okay christmas day to also right but anyway <laughs> and when we consider when we consider that the premier of the province was going to break his own rules mm -hmm. until he was caught yeah busted. and then he said oh oops i'm sorry okay i won't do that so yeah i think we just have to be a little bit reasonable. I didn't go to a sports bar and shout and do karaoke mm -hmm. with a bunch of people I don't know. Right. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. I think these restrictions yeah. help stop the 50 person Christmas party. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that's good. Yeah. But um, yeah. Our but you I, you were telling me that, uh, that uh, your husband and uh, your father-in-law have a tradition of... Uh, going crabbing and 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 prawning uh, uh, every uh, 24th of December then they bring home a big catch and and you guys have a big uh, seafood feast how was that mhm mm yeah uh, it was delicious yeah they go out every christmas eve they drop mm -hmm. a trap for prawns a trap for crabs just off uh, west vancouver around mm -hmm. where you live and, near where uh, i live yeah mhm mm and yeah great haul i think eight crabs and mm -hmm. around 50 prawns this year so yeah. what what percent i mean i've been out crabbing there and and uh, depending on the time of year you get a lot of small crabs you get a lot of females mm -hmm. which have to go back yeah. what percentage of the crabs were legal sized males that they could take home have you any idea uh i think it's usually i mean i've been many times i didn't go on christmas eve but it's usually mm -hmm. like f even 50 percent thrown oh really in. yeah yeah okay yeah. wow we're are thrown really, back yeah yeah easily yeah. easily yeah. 50 percent are thrown back yeah, yeah. We're really strict because yeah. we have this measuring device, this plastic. Yeah, I think most people are. Most yeah, people are. you have to be. If we want people to be yeah. able to do this, you know, forever, then we have mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. we have to go by the rules. But yeah, yeah. and it's, it's really sweet this time of year too. The meat, the oh, crab good. meat and the prawns uh, in the winter and the crab's shell is very soft. So yeah, it's just delicious. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> But um, yeah, I wanted to uh, get you on today to talk about your goals, language learning and otherwise for mm -hmm. 2021. Um, yeah, what are you up to? Uh, well, I have, let's say I have two sets of goals. I have goals with regard to my own language learning 
And then I ha also have a goal with regards to sort of language learning content. So right now I'm in my Middle Eastern period. So I had my three month challenge with Arabic where I feel that I improved, my comprehension improved. I feel that in the live stream that I did, I spoke better than I have before. Now I'm on Persian. Persian is easier than Arabic because it's an Indo-European language and the structure is more like things that we're familiar with. Uh, and Turkish in a, is difficult because it's a different language family, but it's easier because it's written in the Latin alphabet. So I'm, I've decided to leave Turkish on the back burner and totally try to get used to this uh, Arabic writing system. Um, so my immediate goals would be to stay with Persian for another couple of months, probably go back to Arabic, and at some point uh, introduce Turkish again. So those would be my language learning goals uh, during the year. Excellent. Um, yeah, the other thing is, um, I'm very interested in the whole subject of, of creating content. Uh, the person that works with us, she lives in Iran, Sahra, creates tremendous content in Arab, in, in Persian. Uh, she sent one yesterday about a Persian soup, osh. Uh, so, I mean, it's just fun. And she had a, a number of them on Persian cuisine. On, uh, she's on them on Persian history. Uh, we've got a series of Persians or Iranians talking about themselves, their lives, what they do, uh, you know, uh, coronavirus, whatever it might be. And uh, I would love to see some way that we can get people in all of their various native languages to kind of contribute uh, monologues, dialogues, talking about their countries, talking with their friends. Uh, and if we can get it transcribed, uh, either they transcribe it or they use automatic transcription. I, I would like to see us get more of this kind of casual content going. I don't know how I, mm -hmm. how I go about doing that, but that's something that I, I would like to see if there's some way we can make that happen. But in terms of the things that I can control, uh, I'm going to be staying with my uh, Middle Eastern languages and, and, and learning about the history at the same time. Mm. And so you didn't have that kind of content for Arabic then? Is this uh, the... No, that's... Uh, it's, uh, okay. uh, no, I wasn't able to generate that. It, it's not so easy oh, okay. to do. And I, mm. I went to Upwork and tried to find people to do that. But mm. people have to understand, like uh, this uh, Sahara in, in Iran, she really understands it. She really understands it. She creates... She has a voice that's pleasant to listen to, which is important. Mm. Good quality mm -hmm. audio. Mm -hmm. And uh, she creates... Uh, she has these 26 episodes on the history of Iran, followed by circling questions... She has a thing on uh, Persian food, followed by circling questions. She really understands it. Uh, I got a good series of Ukrainians talking about themselves. Uh, but the key is it's not everyone can, who, who can do it. And with Arabic, I'm sort of stuck between, uh, you know, the mini stories on the one hand and the Al Jazeera podcasts at the other end, which are difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to have content in Arabic where someone say we could have a series called the Egyptians, have another one called the, the, the Moroccans, another one called the Lebanese the, or the Syrians. The problem is, of course, that the natural language that those people speak in their everyday lives is not the standard Arabic that I'm learning. Uh, but they could they could do it. I mean, we have Egyptian and, and Levantine Arabic at link, so they could do it in those uh, you know, forms of Arabic as well, or they do it in, in standard Arabic. Uh, but the key thing is to get people who can just talk casually on subjects of interest, not too difficult, 
and somehow mm -hmm. uh, arrange for the transcript. And uh, But I like to see it in other languages, in French. I mean, we have uh, Francais Authentique. I think there's more of that intermediate content available in some of those other languages. Polish, for example, Piotr, whom I know. Uh, but I would like to see more of that kind of content because it's easy to find beginner content, although I believe that our mini stories are better because there's so much repetition. Mm -hmm. your, typical mini, your typical beginner content just moves you from the train station to the customs, to the hospital, to whatever, and it's not a lot of, not a lot of repetition. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of beginner material and there's a lot of advanced material. And I would like to see more of this intermediate, but genuinely interesting intermediate material mm -hmm. develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what exactly is your history then sticking with Persian? I know you've so you've studied it a little before. Did you do you did a 90 day challenge in Persian? So what would you say your yeah. level is? OK, so my level in I would say that I've spent far more time. Like if I study my statistics at Link, I will see that I started into Arabic Persian two years ago mm. and I spent most of the time on Arabic. I've spent uh, maybe four or five months on Persian, three months on Turkish. Mm -hmm. uh, but my Persian is, I would say, it's difficult to compare. I think I have a bigger vocabulary in Arabic, but I find it easier to speak in Persian. Uh, and, and if I were to spend another two months, like I had three months full-time on Arabic, if I now go three months full-time on Persian, I'll be ahead in my Persian, right. uh, simply because it's easier. Um, but but I, I'm concentrating on those two because I want to get better at reading and I'm a lot better at reading. One of the biggest problems with Persian and Arabic is that the people who produce books, the font is so small and it's mm -hmm. so difficult to read that script and the font is so small. Uh, but now I find that I'm starting to be able to read in books even with a small font to some extent, to some extent. So I'm getting there. But it's a long road. It's a long road. It's a long road. And of course, uh, as a Vancouverite, um, there there's huge uh, Persian community, especially in North Vancouver. I know about West Vancouver, yeah. I guess too. Also, um, also, yeah, excellent. And so, have so, you yeah. chatted with anyone? Oh, I mean, oh of course, I never okay. never miss an opportunity. Yeah. Never miss an opportunity. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's so many Iranians here. And you go to a store, you go to a pharmacy, wherever you go, you go to. If I want to have a good conversation in, in Farsi or Persian, I just go to Best Buy because half the sales staff there are Persians. But um, of course, nowadays with COVID, I'm not so anxious to go out and interact mm -hmm. with people, random people in stores. Right. Uh, but that was one of my motivations. Like I started with Arabic and then there's hardly any Arabic speakers in Vancouver, but there's lots of uh, Persian speakers. So I said, well, may as well learn Persian. But any opportunity and different language communities react differently when you speak to them in their language. Uh, the Persians mm -hmm. react very positively if you speak to them. Oh, in, Okay. You know, some people say, well, what's the matter? You think I can't speak English? You know, you get sometimes get yeah. that kind of reaction, like not yeah. necessarily. But the Persians, generally speaking, are just, oh, and I had a very nice uh, interaction at the supermarket here because there is the occasional Iranian there, uh, say, checkout clerk. Mm -hmm. So I arrive and there's this uh, checkout clerk uh, and she has some kind of a Muslim name. So I'm assuming I assume that she's uh, Iranian. So I greet her in Persian and she says, no, no, I'm not Persian, I'm uh, Arab. Mm -hmm. So I said, that's fine. So I switched to Arabic. She was so happy. I don't know who was happier. Was she happier or was I happier? I don't know, but it was fun. <laughs> and 
actually something that just that I've always wanted to ask you that is not so relevant to goals but when you're learning languages do you do you have a dream in the language? <laughs> Maybe you've been asked this before. Uh, I don't dream in the language that I'm learning. If I'm okay. going to dream in another language, I'll dream in a language that I speak well. Okay. So depending on what the dream is about, mm -hmm. if the dream is taking place in Japan or in France or Spain or something, then I'll speak those languages, Chinese. I'm not going to dream. And, and the dream it means that, that a character in my dream will speak in those languages and I'll answer in those languages in okay. my dream. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I can hardly remember. I can hardly remember <laughs> what the dream was about, except that I do remember that there was some other language there. Right, right. It's a good idea to, I'm really into dreams, write it down in the morning if you have a very strange one, because it's crazy how we, you can wake up and think that was an amazing dream and then just forget it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. The amazing thing about dreams is how creative we are in our dreams. Mm hmm like and just like going from one thing to something totally unconnected and it, it's all very clever how it all fits together and in the morning it's gone yeah um so with of course covid this question this is something maybe you've been doing a long ways off but i know that when you learn a language you're really interested in traveling to the country and right so with uh and you, have you ever been to iran I don't think so. I've never been to Iran. Oh, actually, yeah. in 1967, I visited Tehran for oh. two, three days because I was assigned to Hong Kong. So I went out and I stopped at a number of places along the way, mm -hmm. uh, New Delhi, and, and but to Tehran, uh, I stopped there for three days. I have a vague recollection, 1967 in, uh, okay. in Tehran, but definitely would like to go back. And I'm reading about the history of Iran and uh, mm -hmm. about, you know, Isfahan and Shiraz and all these places. And... Uh, certainly would like to go there and uh it's not ideal right now the a because of covid right. and even the political situation there is is not the best I, I don't like being in countries where you know people are hauled off to jail and executed and stuff like that you know yeah. not so much fun mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and in terms of goals then too of course you're a language learner but you're a a YouTuber, famous polyglot YouTuber. Mm -hmm. um, are there any plans for specific content this year? Is there anything you'd like to do on your channel? You know, again, so if I get back to this issue of it's something that we should discuss, um, I mean, this whole idea of, I understand that a lot of my videos are used by people who are learning English. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a good thing to do. And most of my videos appear as lessons in link yep. uh, with the closed captions. It's easy to follow. Uh, learners can import those lessons into uh, those videos into link as, as lessons and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, I've often thought, you know, not everybody wants to watch a video. Uh, I somehow feel I should be doing more podcasting mm -hmm. with the goal of just like this link podcast here is providing people with more sort of casually spoken English, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which they can use as learning material. If it's just a podcast, it's more difficult, in fact, to get at the transcript. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have some background yes. uh, the, the, the <laughs> fans in the background. That's my um, son. Sorry. So I that. don't know if it, no problem, no problem. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, if we just make podcasts, how do they get the transcripts? Mm. Right. So, but I would like to do podcasts. I might even want to talk a bit about, yeah, whatever. 
and, and encourage other people to do the same. I, I, I'm just, I don't know how to go about this, but trying to create a bit of a, of a movement where people are putting out podcasts, which can, uh, on a variety of different subjects that are just casual uh, learning material in their native language. The issue always is transcripts. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. on YouTube, we have the closed captions automatically. But if it's a podcast, I don't know how. I mean, automatic transcription, but that's like 10 bucks a month that I'm paying. Not Mm -hmm. everybody wants to do that. And then there's issues of punctuation and stuff. So I don't know how we do that. Maybe we can get members of Link to work together in some way that Mm -hmm. help each other with the punctuation, correcting these automatic transcriptions. I don't know. know. Mm -hmm. It's just a vague, vague thing I'd like to get at in the new year. Right. Maybe people out there have ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just started a podcast for intermediate English learners. It's a little segue uh-huh. into that. It's called What the Good. English. There is tran- There are transcripts for that too. I've only done three episodes. So How do you get it. the transcripts? Uh, I, it's actually a scripted podcast. So I okay. present um, just weird topics and um, with vocabulary and Okay. Slime. Oh, very good. About 15 minutes. I think I've done Halloween, Bigfoot, and now the next episode is on Flat Earth. The flat earth oh, yeah. inspired by our conversation okay. on conspiracy theories oh, yes. for the first oh, episode. Yes. So, right. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Like you say, it, it is tough to get the transcripts. But um, with these episodes, yep. I edit the transcripts and then also add okay. them. So they're, they're good in terms of punctuation. But yeah, it's it's a struggle for sure. The auto generated are not always great. So No, no. Yeah. Excellent. And any other goals for 2021? Any other um no, I mean, uh, hopefully we'll be able to start traveling again, my wife mm-hmm. and I. And um, but other than that, I try to stay active, you know. Yeah. And uh, enjoy my hockey? language learning. Yeah. No, I stopped. Well, I stopped the hockey when we started going down to Palm Springs because I'm never up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I could be playing, but they've suspended, uh, you know, indoor sports activities. So that's not happening right now. But if they uh, open that up again, uh, certainly. I'll go and play hockey again, uh, but um, realistically, I just I think we're going to be another three months. It's going to mm. be worse, and then hopefully in the spring, more and more people will be vaccinated, and things will improve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see possible. it getting better. Yeah, no, unfortunately. No, but I guess they're going to do it in tears, age and vulnerability and all that. Yeah, fair enough. But they seem to be yeah. very slow in getting started. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't know what they're doing. I presume, I mean, you, you, you can't worry about things that you have no control over. And I'm sure there are people there who, who know what they're doing and who are doing the best they can. But when I look at the numbers in other countries, like Israel has is, is vaccinating, uh, you know, a million people a day or something or some tremendous number. Wow. And we've hardly done any. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the, and on American TV, they're all complaining about how poorly they're doing there, but they're doing a lot better than Canada. Yeah. Canada's not doing much of anything. I don't know whether we didn't get delivery of the vaccine or we're just slow in in putting it out. But again, mm-hmm. this is not a sprint. So the the issue is how many people will be vaccinated by the end of January, end of February. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no point in worrying about these things. But um, exactly, yeah. re- realistically, it's going to be the summer before we uh, get back to any kind of normal life, I think. Yeah, yeah. My mom actually has COVID right now. So, oh really? Where does your mum live? Uh, she's in the UK. She's in Wales. Oh, um, oh yeah. Fortunately, well, she's how's she doing? She's she's doing well. She has she okay. has the loss of smell and taste and right. uh, just awful awful headache. But it was over wow. Christmas, so she had to spend Christmas alone and sick, which is awful. But she's you know, I'm, nice. I'm very 
grateful. I'm very happy that she's doing well and she will wow. be fine. So. Yeah, well, I hope she quickly improves. Yeah, yeah. Boy. The UK yeah. is a mess. It really is. It really is. <laughs> it looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the thing is, it's an opportunity to learn languages. You got to look on the bright side. Exactly. Stay home, study a language on link. <laughs> right. Does your well, mom live in, in Wales or in, in uh, England? She lives in Wales, yeah. All of my yeah. family live in Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, if we get people to uh, create the mini stories in Welsh, we'll put Welsh up on link. That would be fantastic. I know I, I get emails. I used to get them quite often. I was surprised at how many people right. are interested in learning Welsh. Uh, it is a, it's yeah. a very cool language. How about you, yeah. Steve? One day? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I can't do everything. People say, why don't you learn Finnish? Why don't you learn, I don't know, Mongolian? I mean, you can. Yeah. You can't learn them all. If you go to a buffet and they have the beautiful steaks and salmon and you, you can't eat it all. You have to yeah. choose which dish you're going to eat, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah I go one step at a time. Right now I'm in the Middle East. So okay. I'm staying there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, Steve, as always. Thank you so Same much here. for joining me. Okay, thank you. Thank All you. right. Bye Stay bye. safe. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.